look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popwich. How you doing? I'm well. You? Freezing. Snow. I hate it. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, enough. It's been a, I'm, we're, I'm building a house this winter. It had to happen. My daughter's going to city championships for, for minor hockey, and it's going to snow. Like, I want it to be a little bit warmer. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's supposed to be golf season in about a month and a half. Yeah, in the wrong country, buddy. I know. I know. We've got to go to BC. But that might, not, that might not be so easy to do. Oh, a good segue, my right? friend. Right? There's a speculation uh, tax that's been put in place, some tax changes in BC that might affect our ability. Uh, to, to go own, and enjoy, not go and enjoy. To own, <laughs> if you're going to own prop or you own property in BC, you want to listen to that because there's some property tax changes that have mm. gone on there. It'll affect you big time in 2019 for sure. Uh, you should think about that. And then we just came through the federal budget. Yep. And all those private corporations are impacted. I think, uh, especially when you're using it to save for the future, have passive income, and That's correct, yeah. and the way that you can have your tax strategy. So you want to listen to that part. Because we're going to have a tax expert coming on the show talking about what the impacts are and maybe what you should do about it. Sounds like a great show. Um, and we're going to talk also a little bit about uh, income for life, as we always do. Uh, we got Fred Batiste back with us, uh, an actuary, uh, you know, talking about some different things you can do to try to extend the uh, the cash flow that you receive off of your portfolio and live the live the best quality of life that you possibly can. You know what I like about Fred's uh, analysis is he does take a low risk approach right. to things. He does not take high risk. We've had some great equity years, yeah. uh, especially the U.S. over the last call it, four or five years have been fantastic numbers yeah. coming out of the S and P five hundred, the Dow Jones. You know, whenever I I um, mention those markets on our market updates that we do here on on CHQR, we, we get listeners and sometimes clients say, well, how come I, I don't get the same return as the Dow Jones or the S&P 500? You know, when that's going up, how come nothing else is, you know, everything else isn't going up by the same amount? And then you kind of ask the client or the or the, uh, the the listener to say, hey, what are you invested in? And it's yep. not 100% U.S. stocks. Well, yep. there's your answer. That's why you're not getting all that return. I think what we're finding right now is people are jumping in to higher risk strategies. This tends to feel, this feels a lot like a late cycle move. There's capitulation taking place. We've had two years, we've come off two years of low volatility, things going straight up. Now we've been hit with some volatility, right? We've been hit with volatility this year. Yeah. Let's see if that uh, if that wakes people up. It has up. to be hit more before people start to feel differently about their money. I think one of the frustrating part amongst investors, generally speaking, is I wish I could get more. Now I've lost that opportunity and I'll never get it back because <laughs> the future years are not going to be good as the last five years. Well, I, I query that because if you have to have perfect market timing to know when to get in, when to get out, and I don't know anybody who's a perfect market timer. And if you stick to a strategy too long, like staying all 100% stocks, you could lose all the return that you made in the great five years if you're in the wrong area. Yeah. You've got it. So we talk about strategy a lot, and, and I don't want to uh, harp on this a little bit because I do want to talk about uh, the risks, but strategy is important. Strategies carry with them. You know, we talk about risk and return all the time, Basil, but it also uh, a strategy carries with it a time horizon. 
And I think that's really important as well. Um, you know, you can be an all-equity strategy if you're 25 or 35 years old and you have 10 years to go through a complete cycle. you got to question, you know, whether or not you have that time as you're, you know, getting closer to that point of retirement or, in fact, in retirement if you're living off of those savings. Perhaps if it's legacy assets, then you've got timeline. But that, you know, that's a case-by-case um, basis. But what I want to talk about, because uh, we've been talking about inflation. So the last bout of volatility we got in the market was sort of inflation-driven, right? Markets trying to anticipate or is trying to speculate about where interest rates end up and what inflation is. That's the number one risk I saw for 2018. Yep. We've been pounding. The, the, the what's my team. number two? What's number two? That uh, <laughs> was my segue. I'm, I'm, it's a layup, pal. Just my take it. My number two it. risk was trade war, right. global trade war. Right. And my friend Donald Trump, he's not my friend, but I like to say it <laughs> only because it sounded good. <clears throat> Donald Trump came out and said, we're going to tax those, those yeah, steel aluminum, and those steel. steel. That's right. And um, he, again, it hasn't been sorted out of what's right. really going to happen. So we right. don't know. We, we know how Trump has a lot of bark. Yep. Sometimes it's not a bite. Right. So we don't have to react that quickly. Markets do. Oh, yeah. Markets react because they're yeah. basing upon what they believe the future will yeah. look like. There is a big concern with global trade war. Right away, the Canadian government went back and said, well, we're going to retaliate. Right. What we have to remember, and then we'll pick on steel as just an example, that when we receive about 13 to 16% of, or sorry, we, we, we send, send to out US, 13 yeah. to 16% of all U.S. steel yeah. uh, uh, imports is coming from Canada. So it impacts us. But 50% of all their exports of steel comes to Canada. Right. Right. So when you have that, there's going to be a problem. And if we retaliate, you know who loses? The consumer. <laughs> and good. it was on, I believe, CNBC yeah. on Friday where a gentleman was saying if you increase the tax on or the tariffs on steel, it's about a 1% increase on cars, on $35,000 car. It's not a big deal. Well, that's a slowdown to the economy. Sure is. What is not included and in that inflation. analysis. And what is not <laughs> included in that analysis is the retaliation of other countries. Right. If everybody else does nothing, then it is what it is. But this is the bigger problem to this is NAFTA. And the markets are now worried. If NAFTA doesn't go through and we have this tariffs, what? could really go wrong and this is the start of a potential global trade war if they continue to go down this path right and and the complexity of the global supply chain is really the issue i mean that we've been going off for this on for years now right um and so it's interesting to see trump on the one hand try to push through tax policies that tend to be stimulative put people back to work then at the same time push through policies that may in fact be inflationary to american consumers because their costs are going to go up Right. Cost of cars are going to go up. Cost of, you know, Caterpillar, if they're going to uh, export equipment, those costs go up. They become more uncompetitive. This is the ripple effect that takes place, not taking into consideration the retaliation of other countries. It doesn't happen, the economic numbers right away, but the markets do react. So you have to be prepared for the volatility going back to our conversation of risk. And, yeah, I'm prepared to take on more risk because the last five years were great in the U.S. market. Be careful of that kind of stuff. Well, you have well, to understand and be and be realistic with your expectations. More importantly, with your risk tolerance. I think before we used to say be be you know realistic with numbers and rates of return. Right. Now we're saying be realistic with your risk tolerance because I think people feel um, bulletproof. Right. Well, they have. They have what, for a couple of years. Through, right. Right. Yeah. I, I think these. I think you know, in talking to to people this week that. There's cracks in that uh, in that immortality that they're feeling, right? They're oh well, maybe I better humbly ask myself, as you and I often talk about. I better I better step back and humbly ask myself, what if I'm wrong, right? 
Because Donald Trump's not going to call me before he does something else. And I had a conversation with a client, I think, on Thursday. And I said, what if your thesis of going heavily in stocks right. is wrong? Are you prepared for a potential uh, 16 to 20% pullback if you're wrong? And that's the extreme level that we, we've painted in our analysis, our assumptions. And he looked at me and said, yeah, I can deal with that. I'm a long-term investor. Well, that's suitable then. And he has the financial capacity and so forth. So it's not like everybody has to be careful. It's on a case-by-case basis. But you need to make sure that you are, are aware of what goes wrong if your thesis is incorrect. Yeah, right. So it's not it's not just about the upside, it's about the downside as we as we often talk about. So we are going to be talking about that uh, at our upcoming seminar. Uh, as we always do. And we had a packed house. It was really interesting uh, for February's uh, you know, seminar and the kinds of questions. Um, there's clearly a lot of concern about how do I plan going forward from here? Yeah. How do you reduce your volatility? How do you maximize return? That's the hardest part of any portfolio. Yeah. We're going to show our five pillar investment strategy approach on Tuesday, March 20th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call. At 966-8400, that's 966-8400, or go on our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. All right, join us after the break if you're interested in the uh, the federal tax changes. Certainly, if you're a business owner, you want to see how this impacts you, stick around. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.